0: I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
1: It's time
0: for the Sports Blast.
2: <laughs>
0: Ashish Sharma. Gonna
1: I am going to
3: smack you
4: so hard. It's pain in the
2: ass. I will smack it's your face happen. off of your face. Ryan
3: Roach. He can get on base, he can walk, he can hit, and he can steal back. That's the key. They missed that element last year in the leadoff position.
4: Sports. Dave Pollard. He's just facing more outrageous scoring chances. In a weird way, the defense sucking as much as it has. He's becoming more adept at making bigger saves.
5: He's absolutely right.
1: And Mark Glazel. You
5: have a great coach of Brad Stevens. You want him to stick around. You want him to have confidence in this team. Here's the key part. You start winning games that matter. Down the stretch, you have to win these games. There are playoff implications on the line. The
0: Sports Blast.
5: What the hell in are a- you doing? Only
0: on ESPN New Hampshire. This is
5: awesome. This is awesome. Oh, no, 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 no. That no. doesn't no, work. No, no, Don't ruin it. No.
1: And ESPNNHRadio.com. Game on! Game
5: on! Game on!
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Sports Blast here on ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHRadio.com. As always, I'm Ashi Sharma, joined by Brian Roach, Dave Pollard, and Mark Lazell. Back after another week off, guys. How is everyone?
4: Doing pretty good. I was going to say, as always, we haven't even had a full show It's
1: like been a little month. bit of a sporadic summer, I'll i haven't tell you that much. I haven't it's been here in like a month.
4: Where the <laughs> hell have you been?
3: Uh, away. Yeah. Away, no, working. Away. Yeah. Doing how was, summer stuff. How was, yeah, was in how was Toronto. You know, yeah. How was Toronto, Brian? It, it was great. You have a good time, yeah. a, a really out. nice city. That was okay. the last time the Red Sox scored a lot of runs. I was gonna yeah. say, you that weekend
4: we got to see them play well, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. That's nice, got lucky bastard. Some fun times. I saw Mookie's uh two home run game in uh in Toronto, so and I feel fun.
1: like that's the last time any Red Sox player hit a home run, <laughs> even oh though God. that's not the case, it feels like it, <laughs> The, the yeah. end of the, the offense end of the
4: struggling mightily <laughs> as the end result of this mm-hmm. story. Yeah. I
3: say the end of the end of the story, yeah, they've hit I think 208 since then,
4: yeah, since. This. July Fourth
3: this sucks. Yeah, God, I'm so fed up with this team. I don't right know now.
4: what's going on with them, honestly, because we've said it from Jump Street that they have the talent, right? You know, they they're a talented team.
3: I think the major problem is ever since Bogarts got hit in the hand, he hasn't done anything. Moreland's been struggling with his toe. I think they both should go on the DL.
1: I agree, especially with the acquisition of Eduardo Nunez and No right. Devers. I think is that's up. why they did it. You you can afford to put you know, Xander Bogarts on the DL, right? Uh, Same considering-
3: with um, uh, Moreland. Because d- Hanley's playing first, which I'm surprised as hell about. Good for him. Yeah, I'm glad he's stepping up, and he actually looks more engaged now. Well, I mean, he's got to earn his paycheck somehow. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, nice
1: play. Nice play in foul territory yesterday. Uh, yeah.
3: Devers, uh, his diving stop yesterday impressed me. He's,
1: he's yeah. I, I mean, like, everything that I heard about Devers up until this point is that he's not ready with the glove. And right. granted, it's been, what, three games that he's played in? Right. But sure. he's made some nice plays. But, yeah, just going back to... Xander Bogarts, I believe in the month of July he's hitting just over a buck forty. Yeah, he's over his last eighteen. Yep. And Dave, uh, I saw you mentioned on Facebook yesterday. This is now back to back seasons that he's fallen off a cliff in July. Yeah. So no. Kind of start time to well, start worrying I, a little I bit. Well, I think
3: there's a difference this year because bec- of the hand. Because sure. of the hand, but also uh, I I feel like he's played every single game, which was this what was happened the same last problem
4: last year. That- he gets over. So maybe they're not managing him correctly. Right. But
3: well, they didn't ha- don't have the personnel.
4: I I don't give that to him as as an excuse Bogarts is what 25 yeah he shouldn't be getting tired in July right. I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> and this is the second time that it's happened in two years so uh, last year I thought to myself you know what it because if you remember at the time he started to fall off last year he had had uh, he had the most at-bats of anyone in the major leagues so yeah. you look at that and you can sort of You can sort of look at it and say, okay, well, he's hit more than anyone else. He's playing more than anyone else. Maybe he just can't handle this sort of consistency, and maybe he needed a couple days off sprinkled in there, just recoup days that they didn't give him. But now this is the second year in a row. And you can say that it's been mismanaged, but... He should be in perfectly good health to be he, able to he, handle he a season up to July. No, yeah. We're de- in the dog days now. How is right. he going to handle that?
5: He definitely should be. And I feel like every year it's the same story with Xander for some reason. I mean, he, he's potentially an all-star this year, basically. Um, but he's had his ups and downs, and he's always going to play good for three quarters of the season. He just
3: never finishes it off. Well, that's why I think it would also benefit him if he went on the DL. I agree. For at least maybe maybe just the 10 days. And yeah, but can, but what like does, does it, that do for his confidence? And
4: what does it do for the team? What does it do
3: well, for the it, team? It helps
1: the team, Dave. Yeah. Because right now you're getting absolutely nothing from Senator right. Bogart. I mean, so, the month of July, he's strong Eduardo? Eduardo Nunez.
3: Nunez? He can play short.
4: Okay, he had a nice debut. No,
3: I'm just saying. That's I'm not fine. Ta- I'm not talking about, like, he just uh, brings someone who can just plug in for a week sure. or two. Uh, and
1: he,
4: I do agree he's with that. hit,
3: I think, in 39 of his last 45 games. He's hitting, I, like, 308 this yeah. I guess season, I so. just...
4: I can't help but look at Bogarts as, like, a bigger picture guy on this right. team. Which well, is, that's so...
3: exactly why you do this for the long term. So his hand can get healthy, and so he can just re- refurbish himself. Sure. And, uh, and, if it you wasn't know for what? his hand. And... I agree completely.
2: I with do
4: think that you could be right Moreland. about the hand because, right. the, I mean, at first blush, when that ball hit him in the hand, I thought it was broken. Right. And I thought he would be done. Right. Possibly for the year, because you know what these hitters, if the hand goes, you, you can't hit. Sure. Right. It's not the same. But, I mean, I guess I, I'm just looking for Bogarts to sort of step up and be one of the leaders on this team. And X-Factor. To, to sort of have to say, okay, well, he needs to take, a, take to the bench for a week or something like that. And you put in, you, I, I know, funny, X-Factor, uh, I got it, <laughs> I got it. I I breezed right through it. Good, good. Look, the Nunez thing, though, like, I, fine, whatever, you can plug him in, but at, at the end of the day, you need Bogarts to be the one performing, right, obviously. exactly. So I agree to yeah. some extent that it might be a good idea and in the team's best interest long term yeah. to give him a rest if yeah. he needs it, and, and, and hopefully that gets him back on track to be yeah. in the 300 hitter. That he's capable of
3: being right. Bo- I mean, Bogarts has been struggling, yes, but so has Moreland. Moreland ha- was supposed to be this guy, and you saw it early in the season all the doubles, um, and then all the home runs. Well, and he had a that. foot injury and couldn't and he couldn't get the rest injury. he needed he has a because Hanley won't play first, right? But now Hanley's playing first, yep. so you have an, an opportunity here. You have an open DH slot to yep. plug in anyone, like anyone. You yeah, can, you could trade for a bet. You can because uh, they're not gonna. I I think they might.
1: I think uh, you have to. I mean, you've got until four p.m. Monday. Right. Anything can happen. I mean, we've seen deals go down and one like of my five questions
4: is a debate about what they should trade for. Ooh, so. Fun, yeah. Look, I I'm just the ceiling of this team should be higher than what it we're seeing right, right now right exactly so we we agree they're underachieving right, right now but just offensively the, especially just imagine oh, yeah. where this team would be without chris sale do they
5: I, well, don't, <laughs> well i don't i can't I even get to it i actually have a stat it. for you I was red say, Sox are 15 and 6 with sale they're 41
3: and 42 Ooh, yeah,
5: they're
4: in the nine, they are 9 games above 500 with chris sale and one game below without him
3: and that's with a uh, couple games where chris sale has been shut out uh, well, like the Red Sox have been shut out with Chris Sale yeah, on the had
4: Yeah, he had a, a one nothing loss, I can remember. <laughs> he might have had two nothing losses this year. Yeah, I,
3: I think one, was, yeah, it was something like that. It was like regardless,
4: it, it, you like that. know. His every, record should be 18-3. Right. Sure, every 18 fifth day, you know that Chris Sale is going to go out there and give you a game. Yep. Yeah. That's the only thing on this team that you can count on right now. And
3: in the second half, he's pitched scoreless baseball. But 21 fin- in the third innings of scoreless
4: baseball. Just to finish the point on the offense, though, because yeah. we all know Chris Sale is great. Right. With this offense, they haven't reached their potential. Oh, yeah, Do obviously. you really need to go out and get a batter? Do you just need them to get their asses in gear I think and, a- and hit their ceiling? Mix up I- both.
3: I-, I think it's a combination of that and Dave Dombrowski doing something to basically give this team confidence. Put them People, over the top? Look at what the Yankees, uh, the Yankees did a couple trades, and now uh, it looks like they're confident again. Hey, you know what? They're I- the best weapons I- yeah. in baseball. You know, you though.
4: know something, though? I'm going to tell you what the difference between the Red Sox and the Yankees is primarily this year. Offense? The manager. Oh, okay. They have a better manager than the Red Sox do, and he's getting the most out of his players because if you look top to bottom at both rosters, the Red Sox are better than right. the Yankees on paper. Mm-hmm. So you tell me how we're standing here in July, a half game behind the Yankees.
3: After being up four games three weeks when, ago. When we
4: all agree across the board that they have more talent offensively and in their starting pitching rotation, yeah. the only edge the Yankees have on the Red Sox is their bullpen, and that that just got better than the Red Sox with their most recent trade. Right. So it, it's not I, like all year they've had a more dominant bullpen than Right.
3: You. It's just uh, I feel like the whole team goes on a slump at the same time, and it's like how are we going to – If are, one goes down, are, they all go down. Right. How, how are it? the Red Sox going to score runs? Last night the, the, they got runs because Devers had a double and because Eduardo Nunez um, – Picked up the slack in the 2 Right, two-hole. but I just want to make
4: two, uh, two runs against right. Kansas City in a game where you, well, you only let up four. Didn't fair. Didn't pitch mean, sure, Kansas fair. City
1: has been on a tear. Yes, they're on well, a tear. But
3: Jason Vargas, who pitched last night, is probably second in the Cy Young voting right
4: now. Sure. I think he right. is. Yeah, you you right go now. up against good pitching, uh, fine, but you've yeah. got to find a way to hit good pitching. If this team wants to have any postseason success at all with the roster is currently constituted, they need to hit good pitching. Right. They need to find a way. They, they, they don't
3: need to score like f- six, seven runs. They need to just score four or five. Yeah. Because if they score five runs, the Red Sox have a uh, damn good record. Uh, I'll have to look it up exactly, but but
1: given I, I think, given the pitching performances they've been getting, sure.
5: Yeah, right, in
3: that. the second half they have like the best DRA in baseball.
5: I, I think they just need a, they, they need a bat in that lineup. I they, they need somebody just to I wake up. Whether that agree. be Mookie Best, Andrew Benintendi, Jackie Bradley, somebody. But the, the thing is, here's the thing: the roster has young guys, and then they have veterans, and then they have guys that don't want to play that have the potential, and the guys that have potential that don't want to play are David Price and Haley
3: Ramirez. And I can go out with a couple more. Well, in the second half, I think Hanley has actually woken up a little bit. You, you see know the...
1: why? Because he's in the field. Yeah, right. That's exactly, exactly why. Yeah. and
3: uh, His head's in the game. The sad thing about it is that he's hitting all these home runs, but they're all solos. Because no he doesn't get on base. Right. Well, it, no. The team's getting on base. They're, they're they just like can't top score five runs. in on-base percentage, right. top five in like... Uh, uh,
4: Base hits, they, and they, but they for don't,
1: them, for everyone else, that's not hitting home runs when they get on base at singles and walks.
4: Right, right. right. And
3: th- their OPS is almost dead last.
1: They, they don't have home runs. How many runs runners
4: almost... did we see them leave stranded, or how many times have we seen them get thrown out at home plate or third base or any base the, on the base? The path?
3: one stat that drives me crazy against the Yankees this season, they're like three for fifty-eight with runners in scoring <sighs> position. It's
4: abysmal with it, runners in scoring position, it's because they don't have those those impact guys right. on this roster that. In the bigger moment, are going to come up with the big double you need to score a run from first base or a home run with two. And the problem
3: is that Mookie's hitting from the leadoff position, and he's the one that has the most power on this team. That's exactly Uh, which is sad to say. uh,
4: Hanley has the most power. No,
3: yes, according to extra base hits and everything. Uh, Yeah, I don't go.
4: I'm just saying Hanley has the most raw natural power. That's a fact. You have one right. guy For on distance, this roster. Maybe no, but... no. You have one guy on this roster who can hit the ball out of the ballpark to all fields, and it's handling. Right. Betts can hit the ball out of the ballpark, but he's got to pull it. Right. He doesn't have all field power. Well,
3: I'm talking uh, doubles include is included in power.
4: I, I I don't look at it that you don't way honestly. That? No, because Betts has Bets has too much speed too. Like, great if you're getting doubles down the line and everything. Look, I'll take that production from from Mookie. Yeah, because he doesn't strike me well, as the kind of guy with the physique to be a home run guy anyway. He still leads the team tied with Hanley no. with 17. They, seventeen. they both have seventeen right 17? now. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, you look at the power numbers. Uh, there's two guys yeah. that you can look to. One of them's your leadoff hitter, right? And one of them might take a day off.
3: I think I think that's the problem with uh, with Mookie being the leadoff guy. I I like I, I like him in the leadoff position. He he does well, but maybe it's time to move him lower because oh. they need something. They need a shakeup in the lineup, and, and that's what I was going to get to. And I, they did I, it for a while like... with Pedroia. When Pedroia moved to the three slot, it helped out.
5: And that's that's what my point is. I I feel like guys on this team. Want to do, you know, want to be in their position. Right. When John Farrell is making the decision. That's why uh, Joe Girardi is having success with the Yankees because he lives and stands by his own message. Right. If he wants a guy to lead off, he's going to put this guy to lead off. Right. It's not a matter of, hey, Mookie, where do you want to play? Hey, Hanley, where do you want to play? Dustin, where do you want to bat? No, you don't ask the players. You go out there. Mookie's comfortable. You're a manager for a freaking reason.
3: Yeah, Mookie's comfortable at the leadoff position. I think that helps him, but it also
4: hurts the team a little bit. Sure, and and I think it speaks to a much larger issue that Mark raises there, which is that John Farrell coddles this team to the extent where they're not dialed in. They just aren't. Mm -hmm. I, I said it maybe two, three weeks ago when they were on a tear. Yeah. Uh, they're they're in the middle of uh, I think it was that six game win streak and and Since we had then, a show seven and thirteen we had a show during that six game win streak though when I said you know what I'm I'm not convinced there's just something there was something missing yeah this intangible asset that you know a team has because we because we're in this town we know what championship teams makeup is right yep, yep. this team doesn't have it they don't have the makeup there is that intangible missing from this team. Someone uh, the other day used the word "punchless," and I thought it was a great word. This team has absolutely no balls. No fight. They are punchless. They have like five or six walk-off
3: wins this year,
4: and they're Brian. They're, wh- uh, where's the consistency with the talent on this roster? They should have run away with this AL East when they had a four-game lead prior to the All-Star break. Agreed. What's going on here? They're, What's
3: going they're not on? closers. They're, they're not closers. They're not uh, hitting. That's the problem. Well,
5: that's my point, though. All of them aren't hitting. Is that when either the bases are loaded or you got a man on second and third, you can't close it. You have to come up with a big hit. David Ortiz is missing in this lineup. We already know. That's
3: the
4: biggest thing. It is. But you
5: got to find that bat. And where do you find it?
4: They should be able to find ways to do it without the power. With that lineup. They have enough. Well, they have been. And well, uh, yes, not yes, they have, but I mean they're they've lost five out of their last six when it when right now it matters most. Right. You are coming down the stretch in this season, and and if you thought that the Yankees were just gonna wilt and die, they've already showed you they're not. This right. is the climax a half, of the season. Right. You are now a half a game behind the Yankees. Right. You had a four game lead going into the all-star break. Yep. You're you're You've lost five out of the last six games now. You're in a tailspin. And when you couple it with all the crap that's going on off the field mm -hmm. between David Price and Dennis Eckersley and all this other crap that you hear come up, Pedroia at the beginning of the season with his whole fiasco in Baltimore, this team doesn't have a cohesive nature to it. And it seems like it's now translating from the -the off-the-field bull crap. It's affecting them on the field.
3: It it hurts you with all the... uh, injuries so to so to say with bogart smorland you only have like three hitters in the lineup because ben and uh, is like a platoon guy uh because he's because uh, chris young has to get playing time and chris young sucks chris young has been awful this year he's hitting, part of the managing, yeah but he's hitting 230 against lefties oh i know that has nothing to do with the managing. And he's a lefty specialist exactly the bat. i but think it's don't not, play him oh, oh you, you can't you can't not play him because, you
1: bring what, up what somebody else? No, because what Ferrell's doing Is against lefties He's sitting Andrew Benintendi And he's playing Chris Young Right yeah. So
5: you bring up somebody else right. to, to perform that, over Chris Young That's part of management Well
3: that's the tough thing Who do you bring up You you can't really There's no one really In the farm system yeah, you can I bring, bring up
5: Rusny Castillo I would too At that point
3: <laughs> Rusny has been hitting Well this year uh, mm-hmm. Bryce Brents I would bring up I, I would give him a shot He, he leads uh, I think the whole minor leagues With 20 home runs So lines. your point is but You gotta listen, shake up this line. You gotta do something But listen to that's what we're
4: discussing here we're talking about bringing minor leaguers up to help fix the major league roster right now on a team it's, that should be the best team in the al east by far that's
3: what you gotta do to give a spark that's what devers did when he came up he provided a little spark and in the second game he hit that yeah, home right
4: now in the in the whole fiasco that you're in and the predicament that you put yourself in yeah that might be what you have to do but there is no excuse for getting to this point they shouldn't be where they are right now and to have to say, oh well, maybe we bring up some minor leaguers or look to look to make a big deal at the deadline, you gotta where, where change, you might so. have to mortgage some more of your young players anyway. There's not even a bat out there that I can think of that would help the Red Sox. There's right one now. I can
3: think of, uh, but the po- Alonso, the maybe? point is
4: with the roster the way that it is, the, when we looked at it at, at the beginning of the year, they shouldn't be where they are right now. Right. So to say right now in July, when you're in the middle of a pennant race now with the Yankees, for crying out loud, that. Maybe bring up some minor leaguers to see if they can help fix the big league roster. That is a problem in and of itself that we're at this point. Well, injuries will do that to you.
1: 603-883-9900. David Price was scratched from his start last night and placed on the DL after his left elbow started flaring up. And I got to say, the timing of that is very convenient given the bad publicity he's received recently. We'll get into that next on the Sports Blast ESPN New Hampshire.
6: Pop quiz. What's the most important part of a ship? Don't answer. It's the crow's nest. Know why? Complete visibility. I can see what's on the horizon and my crew pulling the ship together on the deck below. That's how I run this ship, and that's why we use Granger. Granger helps us keep a clear eye on our inventory, saving us time, saving us money, and helping keep everything ship shape. It's always smooth sailing with Granger. Call clickgranger.com or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And I'm Jerry Rice saying so long from San Francisco. Thank goodness. Oh, These overtime games are just killing my back. You should try the patch. The patch? The Tiger Balm patch. It's a blend of essential oils that goes deep into aching muscles and joints for fast, soothing pain relief. I go for Tiger Balm after every game. What
0: every armchair quarterback needs, proven pain
6: relief. And a good wide receiver. You don't know any, do you? We're back from pain with Tiger Balm.
0: Losing our signal? You can always hear us on the TuneIn app. We are 1250 ESPN, New Hampshire. Did you hear? U.S. savings bonds have gone electronic. Now you can purchase them from the convenience of your own home through TreasuryDirect.gov, a safe and secure website operated by the U.S. Department of the Treasury. No more extra trips to the bank. No more paper bonds to keep track of. Instead, you can open a free Treasury Direct account and buy and manage your electronic savings bonds online, anytime, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. U.S. savings bonds are an affordable and smart choice for many Americans. For as little as $25, you can buy a U.S. savings bond for yourself or a loved one. Savings bonds are safe investments. Whether your goal is to retire comfortably, pay for a college education, or protect yourself and your family from the unexpected, It's always a good time to save for the future. Visit www.treasuryDirect.gov to buy an electronic savings bond today. My name is Sue Smith. I'm 38 years old and I work at a graphic design company, which is funny because I couldn't even draw a stick figure when I was a kid. But I met someone who told me, you know what, you can do anything if you really want to. And if the teenage me were here, she'd tell you I wouldn't be into drawing and art if it wasn't for big brothers, big sisters. Most kids from my neighborhood don't get into art. They get into trouble. But I was lucky because my big sister showed me early on that I didn't have to be like most people. And to
5: the young me, that meant a lot. My big sister's name is Sheila, and Sheila is the reason that this 8-year-old grows up to have an amazing job as a graphic
7: designer.
0: Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child, and that can last a lifetime. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update.
4: The Red Sox returned home last night, but it was not the homecoming they were looking for. They fell to the Royals 4-2. to Rick Porcello with the loss. He's now 4-14 on the season. David Price was scheduled to pitch last night, but he was placed on the 10-day DL following an MRI on his elbow, which we guess showed some inflammation. Uh, The stint is retroactive to July 25th, so he'll be eligible to return on Friday. Uh, The Sox have dropped five of their last six games and are now a half game back of the Yankees in the AL East after the Yanks topped the Rays last night 6-1. Sox and Royals will do it again tonight. Eddie Rodriguez on the hill, first pitch from Fenway Park, is at 7-10. The Patriots are conducting their first full padded practice today. They begin their preseason against the Jags on August 10th. Other Patriots news. Raymond Claiborne will be the 26th player inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame. The ceremony has taken place at 12.30 outside Gillette Stadium. Claiborne spent 13 years with the Patriots and holds the franchise record along with Ty Law. With 36 interceptions. With your Sports Center update, I'm David Pollard. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now.
7: You're not gonna win all the time. When you give it up, that's an experience for the next time, you know. But if you're gonna be acting like a little, you know, time you give it up bounce back like that and put your teammates in jeopardy, that's going to cost you. I respect everybody in this league, and I get the same respect from everybody. You know, and if you're mad because I take you D two eyes, let me let you know. I got almost 500 homers in this league. That's part of the game, son.
1: That is David Ortiz a couple years ago talking about David Price. Had some choice words. I believe that was after Price hit him, right? It's Bush League.
4: Yeah, uh, Price plunked him uh, in the first at-bat that Ortiz came up against Price following that season where David Ortiz hit that postseason home run. Two. Two mm. postseason home runs against David Price in the a year prior. Yes. Uh, and David Price thought that David Ortiz was sort of pimping his home runs, which he was. And it's fine. Totally was. When, when you do When you
1: get all of a ball— you have absolutely every right to pimp your home run with a no reason.
4: That's what Ortiz basically says right there in that clip. Is like, hey, I've hit 500 home runs in this league. That's, that's the name of the game, son. He's trying to tell the kid this is how it goes in the big leagues. Now, the reason for those comments was after that series and in the ensuing season, uh, or let me go back, because David Ortiz in that clip, we didn't have the full one because we didn't have it available to us, but in the full clip, you would hear David Ortiz mention that David Price calls him in the off season and uh, because he made some comments about David Ortiz pimping the home run. Right. Price apologizes because he got all butthurt about it. They said they cleared the air in the off season. First at bat, that David Ortiz faces David Price in a regular kill. season. Yeah. David Price throws right at him. Yep. And then David Ortiz goes on that rant. Says, you can't do that. You're going to hurt someone. You got to have respect for the players in this league. Mm-hmm. If I pimp my home run, it's because I hit home runs. I'm allowed to do that. You give up, you make a mistake, that's the name of the game. So I think it just speaks right there in a couple ways to a couple things regarding this current Red Sox team. David Price, for what it's worth, that move right there when he plunks David Ortiz, sneaky and underhanded, right? You you call to apologize to the guy. You You clear the air. After the whole pimping of the home runs in the postseason. Two-face. And then you plunk him. Right. Yeah. That is two-face. Mm-hmm. Great word for it. Just speaks to his character. Absolutely. So, Dave, what you're saying is we should have saw this coming. David Ortiz saw it coming is what I'm saying. And so, we didn't. so, So, look, it, you know, we sort of had some inclination that Price had some off-the-field issues, you know, with regards to Twitter. And he, yep. he couldn't ignore the noise, you know. That whole thing... Coming in was a concern for us. Right. Well, I, mean, I think the main problem
3: is is that once David Ortiz left, there's no real leader. On right. And that is exactly
4: right. that, what I'm getting at here, Brian. And because
3: the, the thing is, with David Price, now everything's coming out because he's, he's trying to show leadership. He's a ringleader now. But he's not a leader. It, it, but it he has, is, the is the ringleader of right. this team. It's
1: very reminiscent of 2011, the chicken and beer team, with Josh Beckett being the ringleader of that group. Right, Doesn't but it kind of have traces Beckett of
3: never did anything like this.
4: No, this is a. I mean, it's different because yeah, it's because not they worse. never disrespected the media yeah. or anything like that. They still ignored the noise, but it was to the point where they David were David Price has been eating and drinking after so every so game. bad
3: with the media with everything that's right. going and, and on, and uh, when he turned up the radio, uh, turned up the, blasting music. the music. Blasting the, the music out. so yep. that no one could get interviews yeah,
4: done. he yelled at Evan, Evandrellic. Yeah, this has become a pattern. He's and a like, dick, honestly... dude. Like, this, is, this is David Price in a nutshell. And mm. the reason I wanted to play that Ortiz clip was because he saw it. He saw it in this guy. Right. He diagnosed it before anyone else. Mm. Yeah. He nailed it when yep. it came to David Price and his character.
3: Someone else needs to step
4: up. Dustin uh, Bajoria tried to last night.
1: Um, right. We about again, this, sound, this is, we'll this is Pedroia, the whole
4: three-pronged but. argument that I was talking about, okay? Because Ortiz last year is on the roster. David yep. Price comes here. They, they seem to get along just fine. But right. you didn't hear much from David Price right. the way that we're hearing from him this year with regards to the media coverage, with regards to how he's impacting the team. And why Why? was that? Because it was David Ortiz. Exactly. It was not. He was scared to
5: say anything that would hurt the franchise or the organization. And and
4: let me just ask you guys right now, okay, just to preface everything else, David Ortiz is on that airplane. Do you think that anyone is following David Price and clapping as David Price tells uh, tells Dennis Eckersley to f off? on that plane. Do you think anyone is clapping if David Ortiz is on that plane or do you even think that Price has the balls to do that with David Ortiz Pro- still on this team? Probably not. But here's the thing, Dave. I don't want
1: to get into a situation here where we're putting David Ortiz on too much of a pedestal because don't forget. Yeah, David he had Ortiz, his problems. He had his problems with the media too. Okay, he had times where we were criticizing him. I mean, the one that comes to mind, obviously, is when he burst into Terry Francona's uh, press conference and said, hey, I want that RBI. Yeah. You know, talk to the scorekeeper. Right. They took away my. So it's,
4: let's not put David Ortiz on a pedestal and act like, act like he's, he's some kind of saint all Ashish, the time. I'm not. But I do, this, I do this to compare the two as it relates to talking to the media. David Ortiz faced the media like a man. He said what he wanted to say to the media, and sometimes it came off as crass. Sometimes it came off as ridiculous, a big poppy, you need to shut your mouth once right. in a while. we
3: had Price earlier in the year say, I'm not talking, I'm only
4: talking on my game days. Right. And so you have Price saying, I'm not talking on game days. You say you have him saying he doesn't pay attention to Twitter, but then he answers every freaking tweet that gets sent his mm-hmm. way. You have him sneaking around behind Eckersley's back, gathering his team saying, hey, guys, get ready for this. I'm going to tell Eck off when he gets onto the plane here. Are you ready? Are you ready, everyone? And it's a sneaky and underhanded sort of way of approaching right. the media. There's always been a war between players and the media. Right. That's a real thing. It yeah. happens. But the way Ortiz handled it was to go face first against the media and speak his mind. Well, In a way that, even if you didn't like what he had to say, you could respect right. the fact that he said it. Right. Right. right.
3: I think it should have been handled differently by Price, but I understand where he's coming from with, uh, like, uh, a play by player color commentator should not go at a player like Lee did. Guys, no one, one
5: word, one word to say this. Maturity. Let's just get maturity right out. Because David Price, okay, David Ortiz earned his stripes throughout the Red Sox organization. He earned the right to say what he wanted to say to the media, but he outgrew it. Yeah. David Price will never outgrow it because he doesn't uh, belong in a, a big market. He does not. Hey, Chris, he, he Chris make- Sale? is the ideal right. guy that's... that you want in a big market because he doesn't get mentally soft
3: and not as o- a
5: starting pitcher when you get mentally soft that's where injuries no, come into play not only that's that. when you start having right. disconnects with the players not on your own team not only
3: that with Chris sale but he never throws anyone under the bus there was right. a game uh, uh, a few uh, a few games ago I think I, I actually was here and we talked about it a little bit but uh, we talked about like how one player didn't cover second base. And and Sale was like, yeah, I should have made a better pitch
4: there. Right, Chris Sale takes accountability for I his think, mistakes, which uh, there are Next few year,
3: of. if if David Price is even still on the team, uh, Chris Sale will jump over him, leapfrog him in a leadership role on this team. He's young,
4: and that, that's the, I think the, that's the problem. There's now, a problem with it. There's a problem right, with because, it because he's if, not every day. If you ask me, though, right, uh, you look, need someone who's every this, day. This is exactly <laughs> this is exactly what we talked about at, at At the beginning of the year, as the year's gone on, we've sort of said Chris Sale's the leader of this team, but we always take a step back and we say a pitcher cannot be the leader of the clubhouse. But guess what, guys? You can be a distraction. Uh, No, the problem is a pitcher is currently the leader of this clubhouse. The problem is it's not the one that you want to be the leader. it's It's It's
3: David Price. It's the goofball who's winless in the postseason.
4: Chris Sale is the leader you want a pitcher to be. Yep. If if a pitcher's got to be the leader, fine. Mm -hmm. But it needs to be the guy who acts like Chris Sale and not the guy who acts like David Price. And I'll tell you the the biggest...
3: I think the biggest problem is since David Price is the veteran, everyone's going to him. And uh, I don't know if Chris Sale needs to tell him to, like, Back chris sales too in right. his
4: own head right for any of this to to mean anything to him do you yeah. think chris sale was on that plane clapping
3: no oh hell
5: no well, i, he was I on highly the back doubt it
4: plane listen probably listen to his head in his own zone his own he business doesn't he's he already came here the first the first thing i remember about chris sale was he said i don't listen to the media yeah. i don't have a twitter account yeah. i don't pay attention to this i'm here to pitch yep and David David Price is the exact opposite mm. of this guy.
5: What was and, the first What was the first um, problem that people had about Chris Sale coming in? Cutting the, up the hot c- cutting head, up the jerseys, well, which thought, which that, was
4: what guys. Nothing. He was pissed nothing. because because he, he didn't want pitch. to wear the jersey because he couldn't pitch. <laughs> exactly, that's what pissed him off because he, he couldn't, he couldn't pitch. He couldn't perform. Right, that's what gets that guy going. Mm-hmm. When you look at Price, he needs to be told. Oh, dude, you're trying your hardest. You're doing a great job. It's a hard game.
3: Your changeup's the best I've ever seen it.
4: And I just want to note, and it's not to really dive into the backgrounds of these guys all that much, because we don't know these guys personally, Right. but you talked about David Ortiz and the leadership and sort of the difference, even though they've all had their brushes with media. Experience. The difference between a guy yeah. like Ortiz, you mentioned experience. That's one thing. But the experience should be there for Price, who's 30 years old. He's been in the league. He's He's been around. He's been to World Series. So there's a fundamental character flaw there. And when you look at David Ortiz, a guy who came from the Dominican, really had to prove himself in this league, almost wasn't a big leaguer anymore until Pedro went back down to the Dominican and had a chance to bring him up back to the big leagues and he plays for Boston, he has to prove himself time and time again that he can play in this league, and he always appreciated it. He always said Mm -hmm. that he appreciated having the opportunity because he remembered what it was like to be stuck in a place where he never thought he'd have the chance to be Big Poppy. David Price, on the other hand, is a guy who went to, what, Vanderbilt? Oh, yeah. Great college, number one pick overall. Pretty boy. The guy has had everything handed to him. He's been told his entire life, that you are the best. You are number one. Number one overall draft pick. You're uh, an amazing pitcher, David Price. Sounds but like Cam Newton. All gonna be I, handed exactly to him. That's exactly what I
3: was thinking. And yeah. so
4: when he faces a little bit of criticism, he doesn't know how to deal with it right. because he's never been criticized in his life. Yeah. Until he got to this market where right. it matters it's to people. A, it's a, right.
1: And just while we're on the topic of leadership, you know, heading into this season, we had talked a lot about like D- Dustin Pedroia is gonna assume the void. Of, of the being the main voice in the clubhouse left by David Ortiz, That's right? a problem, though. And now we have, albeit conflicting reports, about his involvement during this uh, uh, Dennis Eckersley-David Price incident. You know, some sources say that he was aggressively applauding David Price. Some don't. Brian, you have a source that says that he was. Yeah. Um, so, honestly, I, I can't tell you whether or not he was because I don't know which source to believe. You know, Rob Bradford had his sources that said he wasn't involved. Brian and others have sources say he was involved, so I don't know. But Pedroya did address the media yesterday before the game, and he denied his involvement, and here's what he had to say.
7: We all love each other. We're, we're in here together. I mean, there, there's no nothing that's going to divide this team uh, for whatever people say from the outside. Oh, no, we don't have a leader. We're standing right here. Been here for a long time. Mm-hmm. We're in first place. So that's it. Right what you guys want. Here I am. See anybody else standing up doing this.
1: Nope.
5: Yeah, I, I think it's really fake on Pedroia, though, because now you have to step up. Where were you when none of this was going on? We're in first place. Not anymore, you nope. not. Not anymore. It, Sorry. It, it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> if you're going to talk to talk, you better walk the walk. Okay, he's been hitting fine lately yeah he's fine. been great on the field he, he, that's Pedroia in a nutshell he's though. the only one though he's the only one he's Mookie, gotta get the entire
3: group together Mookie's got what creates a leader Hanley hits home runs occasionally uh Moreland is nowhere to be seen Xander Bogarts is struggling he he had that I think he had a two-hour game for, last for what week.
4: it's worth with regards to Pedroya, yeah he's playing well all right he's hit he's been tearing the cover off the ball well what, I, he's got what 29 rbis in his last 27 games I th- now too i, I think what would
3: have helped them is if they won that game in seattle
4: yeah but but they didn't
3: i know they did so
4: look uh, all that uh, all that materialistic bullcrap aside Pedroya i'm disappointed in yeah this is a guy that should have taken the reins of the offense at the very least the offense I, of this
3: team. I, I think he's shown that he's not actually a leader. that we thought been, he was. he's
4: been—he's always been a, uh, a lead by example kind right, of guy and, on the field. We right. knew that, but now that there's a void I, left I th- by David Ortiz not being don't on this think team, he's
3: a
1: leadership void. Right. I think. I think. Exactly we've seen time. sort of some cracks in the facade this year, starting with the Machado incident. It's not me; it's them. That well, was the first sign of Pedroya
4: Showing that maybe he's not the leader that we thought he was. Well, and he sort of has detached himself in a in a number of ways. When you think about that incident with Machado, not me, it's them. What did he just say in that interview? Right. I'm standing right in front of you. You don't see anyone else doing that, do you? There's a distinct separation mm-hmm. between Pedroia and, I feel like, the rest of the clubhouse. Yeah. Whether that's the coach or the players. Guys, I, I, how was... are you going to call your team out for no one else stepping up? You should be the leader of this team, right. Dustin. Guys, who's the face of, of
5: the Red Sox right now? Can you guys... Mookie. Is, it, is Mookie? Or
4: Chris Sale. Right.
5: Those two. So, so we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. I, I think... Well, what? Who's the leader in New York? It's Aaron Judge.
4: Thank you. Rookie, he's the face of the way. team. He's, I don't, I don't know if he's the, the leader. Team. I don't watch him enough to know if he's there's a, a better veteran presence there somewhere. Not really. He, he's a younger guy, but he...
5: That I'm going to go back to. He's it. just a commanding it, right attitude. It's all about maturity. Right. It, it's the matter of taking the game seriously. And, and uh, I agree with you, Dave, uh, on David Price. You know, he, he comes up with a great upbringing, you know, got drafted high. You know, he's, he's lived the life. But guys that succeed go through adversity. We Absolutely. talk about it all the
4: time. You see that Gatorade commercial? All the time. Yes. Losing is how you become a winner. And Matt Ryan's right at the end of it, which is like, too
5: soon, breezes. Way too. It's so, so weird. Yeah,
4: a bunch of people that have won, won because they lost. I right. mean, Jordan was there, and Serena Williams was there. Then Matt Ryan comes in out of nowhere at the end, and he hasn't won a damn thing. Oh, well, too soon. They
3: think he's going to win one this year.
4: Sidetracked. So. I'm sorry to. I'm <laughs> sorry to go that direction, but I, I was just asking, who's the face of the Red Sox? M- Mark, they don't have a leader. Yeah. I, I mean, you. Can, I think being the face of a team and being the leader of a team are. two I think different the things,
3: problem but... is that half the team is young. So they, I, the young people can't really lead. And, and this yeah, is but t- to
4: my point. Aaron Judge is young. Exactly. I wanted to add to your point yeah. because Aaron Judge, he's not that young for a rookie. He's twenty five. Right. That's a guy that failed. Yeah. On the way here, had to push his way through. Yeah. And really become something on his own and prove to people that he could play in this league. I believe uh, part of that was also a uh, hamstring injury as he was coming Injuries well, he, played a bad, no bad last year. What, of course they played a bad bad to, a You have to stance. overcome that, though. I can go
0: through
3: this.
4: But. If you overcome adversity, you're going to be better off for it. It's right. the same reason why David Ortiz was a guy who who became one of the most clutch performers in all of baseball. Because he got and, cut. And There's just to motivation add, behind it. To add to David Price, a lot of these guys on this roster, they are young. And they grew up in this generation, and we sort of see it. We're at the tail end of this generation, but – Everybody wins. Everyone gets a trophy. Win, dance, and repeat. So look, when you get to this level, right? As you're going up through the ranks in baseball, little league, Babe Ruth, you get up to high school, college play. All of these kids are being told whether they make it to the big leagues or not. You're awesome. You're amazing. You're great. Right. So when you finally push it through to the big leagues, what are you? What are you thinking? I'm awesome. I'm amazing. I'm great. I always have been. Everyone's always said so. You. So they all have this same sort of mentality that it's 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 not. As if anyone who criticizes them is justified in doing so. Mm. So when someone criticizes them, they get a butt hurt about it. And you end up with a guy like David Price telling a guy who's a Hall of Famer in Dennis Eckersley, who is more than qualified to judge him and his performance to F off on a plane. What the hell? Like that is such a, a, a huge problem. In my eyes, with regards to the character of this clubhouse. That's what it is, and, disrespectful to the Red Sox and, and the Hall of Famer. Right, and just to wrap up the point on Ortiz, you rip that bandaid off, right, and you're hoping the wound is closed, but you rip it off a little too soon and it's still bleeding. And that's what's happened here with this team. They still needed a voice like Ortiz in yeah. that dugout to keep them under control because what happens when you remove the leader from your team, sometimes you find out who the leaders are, but sometimes you find out who the leaders aren't. And that's what's happened here with this team, with Ortiz. We're finding out more who the players that are not the leaders on this team rather than figuring out who's the next guy to to step in Ortiz's shoes. 603-883-9900.
1: It's the Sports Blast. Don't go anywhere.
0: 1250 ESPN, New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN.
6: Pop quiz. What's the most important part of a ship? Don't answer. It's the crow's nest. Know why? Complete visibility. I can see what's on the horizon and my crew pulling the ship together on the deck below. That's how I run this ship, and that's why we use Granger. Granger helps us keep a clear eye on our inventory, saving us time, saving us money, and helping keep everything ship shape. It's always smooth sailing with Granger. Call clickgranger.com or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. And I'm Jerry Rice saying so long from San Francisco. Thank goodness. Ugh. These overtime games are just killing my back. You should try the patch. The patch? The Tiger Balm patch. It's a blend of essential oils that goes deep into aching muscles and joints for fast soothing pain relief. I go for Tiger Balm after every game.
0: What every armchair quarterback
6: needs, proven pain relief. And a good wide receiver. You don't know any, do you? Roar back from pain with Tiger Balm.
2: About 70% of U.S. adults age 65 or older have high blood pressure, and only about half have it under control. Blood pressure medicine can protect the heart, brain, and kidneys, but many people aren't taking it as directed. This means they may skip doses or stop taking it altogether. To help patients, healthcare systems can involve the entire healthcare team to ensure patients are taking medicine as directed. Simplify blood pressure treatment by prescribing 90-day refills and combination medicines. Coordinate pill refills and prescribe generic medicines. Encourage the use of home blood pressure monitors and address financial barriers such as high copays and deductibles. Patients follow your healthcare team's instructions on how much medicine to take, how often, and how long to take it. Ask questions about how to correctly take your medicines and why you need them. Use weekly pill boxes or a reminder system to keep track of when to take medicine. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash vital signs. He worked out early, practiced late, and studied well into the night. The next day, he did it all over again. She missed time hanging out and socializing with friends, so she could make it on time to practices and games. He became a top student and a confident leader, even as he helped his team win back-to-back conference titles. She became a role model in her community, even as she led her team to an undefeated season. And when they finished playing high school sports, what did they do next? she graduated from college with honors and went to work for a successful company he attended graduate school and became a difference maker in his community because that's what student athletes in new hampshire do they use the skills they develop playing high school sports today to do even bigger things in life tomorrow high school sports a winning part of a complete education this message
0: presented by the new hampshire interscholastic athletic association and the new hampshire athletic directors association Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update.
4: The Red Sox returned home last night, but it was not the homecoming they were looking for. They fell to the Royals 4-2. Royals have now won nine straight games. Rick Porcello with the loss. He's now 4-14 and on the season. David Price was scheduled to pitch last night, but was placed on the 10-day DL following an MRI on his elbow. They say that it showed some inflammation. Don't know about that. The stint is retroactive to July 25th, so he'll be eligible to return on Friday. The Sox have dropped five of their last six games and are now half a game behind the Yankees in the AL East after the Yanks topped the Rays last night, 6-1. Sox and Royals will do it again tonight. Eddie Rodriguez on the hill. First pitch from Fenway Park is at 7-10. The Patriots are conducting their first full-padded practice today. They begin their preseason against the Jags on August 10th. Other Patriots news, Raymond Claiborne will be the 26th player inducted into the Patriots Hall of Fame. The ceremony taking place at 1230 outside Gillette Stadium. Claiborne spent 13 years with the Patriots and holds the franchise record along with Ty Law with 36 interceptions. With your Center update, I'm David Pauler. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Blast continues live from the ESPN New Hampshire studio in Nashua right now.
7: I mean, yeah, it bothers it bothers you when stuff's not true. You know what I mean? I mean, I, but obviously, I, you know, I'll do anything for my teammates, things like that. Um, you know, that that's it. We're, we're moving past this. We moved past this. This was a month ago, you know. And and you know, I, we all love each other. We're we're in here together. I mean, there, there's no nothing that's going to divide this team uh, for whatever people say from the outside. Oh, we don't have a leader. I'm standing right here been here for a long time mm-hmm. we're in first place so that's it right what you guys want here i am see anybody else standing up doing this do you nope Fact. The point Back. there's there's your source from the mouth
1: All right, back here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. Ashish Sharma, Brian Roach, Dave Paul, and Mark Lozell taking me up till 2 p.m. this afternoon. Dustin Pedroya once again, denying to the media that he had anything to do with the David Price, Dennis Eckersley spat mm. on the team charter. Fact. And, uh, yeah, coming out fact, straight uh. from the mouth. There's your okay. source. Alternative fact. I'm a horse. Here's and, uh, my mouth. It's I, coming straight from it.
5: <laughs> I'm here to eat grass. I,
1: I want to really know, though, like, definitively, why no reporter asked, Dustin, were you applauding? He's gonna, would he admit to that?
4: No, but I mean, like you've if he, gotta
2: he,
1: you got to ask that yeah. question. You've got to still ask it. You as can't ask that question. No no, 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 It's like you talking to Bill Belichick. Have to ask that, it's that like question. It's like talking to Bill Belichick, even though you probably aren't going to get anything. You still have to ask it. Why okay. didn't
4: I, no one ask? You they, they want expression? Were, were you actual applauding? Answers. No, they want actual future answers. Right. Because they if, don't want to piss off Pedroia, because, it, because it, they're all going to deal with them over and over exactly. and over again. Exactly. No, because if you got sort of
1: etiquette, no, but any beat writer has to. Any beat
3: their job to ask him that question. It's their job to keep their job and get quotes they
4: should have asked if he was partaking in the applauding david price you get
1: any answer other than a flat no then it's a yes
4: what even maybe maybe. yeah because if
1: he's just like you know that's not the point or it doesn't
4: matter now anything like that i'm taking as a yes I'll, i'll tell you what ticks me off the most about this whole situation is that not one player not even the manager. Not even uh, the upper office. I know they say they've apologized to Eckersley. Sam Kennedy did. But no one has come out and just straight up said, that was wrong. Price shouldn't have done that. Everyone who clapped was wrong. They shouldn't have done that. It's so not we, how you act at the big league level. Who's We're all to pros. Do that? Who's
1: supposed to do that? Is it Dombrowski's job to I do that? Is care. it Farrell's
4: job? I don't care who does it. Farrell should do it, but he's coddling his players left and right. We see it all the time with him. He coddles his players. He's not going to talk negatively about them. But someone on that team should have had the balls to step up and say, that is not how we act. And that
5: just shows that there's no leader on this team. There's none. Because whoever would do that becomes the leader because they actually have the ability to grow a sack and say something to David Price. Where I think Sale is also at fault for not maybe stepping up. Maybe he's just worried about doing his job too much instead of trying to to lead the team a little bit. He could
4: be that sort of lead-by-example guy that just doesn't say anything. And and you know what? It's better than what Pedroia is doing right now, which is honestly making himself and his team look worse by, by coming out and defending those actions. And I just want to take it a step further because while the actions are pretty easy to condemn, what caused them, right? What set David Price off? Now, I mean, if this had happened and Eckersley had said something about his mother on the broadcast, you get it, right? You, you, you get it. Hey, Eck, you said something about my mother. That's not nice. F off. Nice hair, by the way. But what was it exactly that well, set David Price off? It's,
3: it, uh, well, it started. Uh, uh, the reports were about uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. So let's hear that sound because we have that.
0: Rodriguez made his first rehab start tonight. Yuck. Yuck.
4: And that was when the stat line came up on the Nesson broadcast showing Eddie Rodriguez rehab stint down in Pawtucket. Right. It wasn't good. It It was ugly. He said, yuck. Yeah. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't believe that that's what set David Price off. Oh, yeah. Regardless of what was reported. Right. I don't think that's what set Price off. And the sneaky underhanded nature of David Price that we went over in the last segment, I think, is on full display here. Yeah. Because Eck did have a couple of choice comments about David Price in one of his starts. That maybe might have rubbed price the wrong way. go ahead.
7: I mean, he's calling his own game. David Price has an idea of what he wants to do. It's not easy to sync up with. you does not want that didn't want that Not that what about that
4: change up. man go
0: ahead and man, stop it that, that.
4: something it, totally different So maybe it was that. Who knows? Maybe he didn't like that he was calling out his pitch count. But, again, Ackersley's a Hall of Fame pitcher, so he's able to diagnose this. Let's let's hear uh, one more. Can you do four for me? Because I really want to hear this one.
1: And a 2-2 smacked on. Oh, nice play by Marland. He has to go to first base and nobody covering. And Whoa. down to
6: second base is Grossman holding there. Grossman thought he caught that ball in the air. Yeah, he did. Because he went back. He totally thought he caught that. I thought he caught that ball in the air. Did not. And then where's David Price? Uh, he pitched a little short hop. Boy, it looked like he caught it in the air. It was so hard. Outstanding scoop, but Price was nowhere to be found. He's just watching. Look at that. That is a major, major mistake. See, he thought he caught it. Get back. But David Price has just got caught looking. So base hit. I've done it. It happens.
4: I honestly think that's the one that set him off. Not covering first. Not covering first. That the criticism sound about bad, though. Uh, yeah. no, it especially it's with the way Eck bad, and, and Mark, and the way Mark. That's Eck my ended point. It. The
1: way Eck ended it by saying, "You know what? I've done it. I've it been happens. there.
4: It happens. Sometimes you don't focus, and, and you know what? I've been there. It happens to the best of us. Basically, is what Eck is saying well, there. And
3: then you look at what David Price said um, before he said "f off." Where he said, oh, look, at it, it's the Hall
4: of Fame pitcher. Right. Nothing can go wrong with me. Right. Something like that. <laughs> That's the stuff that actually set Price off. Yeah. And the sneaky underhanded nature of David Price is such that the reports came out that it was about him defending his teammate, Eddie Rodriguez. So he goes Lord onto this crap. plane to tell Eck to F off because he wants to tell Eck F off because of something Eck said about him. Right. And he disguises it by saying, <laughs> I wanted to defend my teammates. Sneaky, underhanded, bullcrap by David Price. And how sensitive do you have to be to let that set you off? You gotta cover first, major mistake. Any analyst would say that with a half a brain on his shoulders. And then he even cushions it by saying, you know what, I've been there. I've done it too. I've made that same mistake. What the hell is wrong with David Price?
5: Uh, my problem is he has so much talent in the world, and he just displays it in the wrong way. Super M- sensitive. So sensitive. Oh, I can't stand it. And the, the thing worst
4: part, is- all the problems Price has created, right. self-inflicted. He
5: doesn't right. belong here.
3: He doesn't belong in Boston. He, he doesn't, but if he pitches well... Everyone, everyone will forgive him. Oh, yeah. Except in the playoffs. (laughs) Except in the playoffs. You gotta gotta get there. You gotta get there. You gotta get there first.
1: Wrap it up, hour number one, here on the Sports Blast ESPN and Hampshire. Don't go anywhere.